What's up? Welcome into the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. My name is Adam Hogue. What's going on, Bears fans? Joined today by a member of the Blues Brothers, Will DeWitt. Is in the house can we say can we say Bears Brothers? Like that goes there back to go. like our very initial days. Like I actually wore sunglasses on the podcast purposely. Don't know why I thought that was a great decision. You can see the <laughs> reflection of the screen, and we quickly ditched those, and I think we we're better for it. But yeah, I have some construction going on in my house, getting my son's room kind of squared away finally after we had that incident back in June. So he's gonna have a proper bedroom again, which gets me excited. But yeah, I'm gonna sweat out here, Adam. It is 87 degrees and the sun is literally beaming down in my face. And you're in a position I was in earlier this summer when uh, you got some housework going on and you got to go outside and that's okay. That's okay. Um, you look good, my friend. It's all good. So. <laughs> Thanks. I, I can't see you, but I'm going to trust that you look good as well. I don't, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, anyway, welcome in. We got a good show for you planned today. This will be our last uh, weekday episode this week. So we're going to preview the game on Saturday, uh, which we will have you covered with the CHGO Bears postgame show Saturday night. Um, but for now, we get to preview this thing, recap a little bit of what I've seen over the last couple of days at Hallis Hall. Uh, and we got to talk about a certain former offensive coordinator's bizarre comments and takes on the uh, Chicago Bears. But I'm being told that uh, our guest today is ready to go. So we might as well bring him in now. Mark Carmen is in Ireland, where he's apparently getting arrested. This is not what good. An entrance. Uh, all right. I appreciate you coming to me. I know I'm ahead of schedule. Very busy day. We are live at M. O'Brien's, the home of spirits. I, I'm, I'm, I'm deferring to you guys if you want me to go with the whiskey. Ooh. And and or the lager. I've got both for this uh, extravaganza. I, I figured that, you know, it is happy hour. And just to show you, in Ireland, they don't mess around happy hour time. I mean, this is uh, this is a, this is a flat out scene over here. You're uh, at the I, pub. I'm at the pub. We're, we're down the street from the hotel. I'm going to have to turn professional in a minute and get on the Wildcat bus. Uh, which is headed though to the Guinness factory. So I figured, you know, you might as well pregame if you're going to Guinness, right? That's hell yeah. Uh, that, hell's yes, wait. Will. Come on. So wait, I'm doing it, what I should be doing. Wait, is the team going to the Guinness or is this like the support staff in, no, in you no, and Dave the, and Ted? You know, the team is going and there are support staff that are in M. O'Brien's right now who I okay. won't film who are having a fine afternoon. So. Uh, I got to tell you, by the way, I think the Wildcats are ready. They are a, a 13 and a half, 14 point underdog. Uh, Points bet, our fine sponsor. I, if you can somehow find some way to get some money down on the Cats this weekend, I, I, I like them to at least cover against Nebraska. I know that's not why I'm here, but just wanted to throw that in there. Uh, I, I, we always take points bet advice at, at all moments. Carm uh, is in Ireland right now with the Cats. They play Nebraska on Saturday. Again, as this show is uh, going live here around noon in Chicago, that means it is 6 p.m. in Dublin. So you're not yeah. actually day drinking. It is happy hour, and it's about That's to be right. dinner time for you. Um, what kind? What kind of lager are we going with there? Uh, we got the Rock Shore, which is a local flavor. Uh, I got to tell you, uh, I think the word that comes to mind is delicious. They're very tasty, and uh, I. You know, I, everyone here loves the Guinness, which I will be partaking later, but I, I like to 
I like a little light flavor every now and then. So the, the Rock Shore's coming clean. And and by the way, Mike Martz, he, he sucks. It's annoying. <laughs> but, like, Bears fans, don't let Mike Martz bother you. It's okay. He can have his opinion. Bears haven't proven themselves yet. We don't need to get defensive. He's speaking his opinion, which may or may not be right. We all, I think, believe that he's going to be wrong, but he might be right. So we'll, we'll see. But don't don't get bothered by Mike Martz. That's that's my take on that whole part of this conversation. Carm, I've been bothered by Mike Martz for over a decade now because he shipped away Greg Olson. I'm never going to let that go. Yeah. That that that's a fair bother, and and Hoag's tweet like this is the guy that got rid of Greg Olson and whatever else he said in that tweet was spot on, and I laughed, and and that's fair, that's right. Your opinion means nothing. Great, I I, I I'm 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 down that with, with that. My take. point, Carm. My my point was just like if you're gonna if you're gonna shit on the Bears' lack of weapons, you still have to acknowledge the few that they do have. They do have David Montgomery, Darnell Mooney, and Cole Komet, which are gonna be on fantasy rosters near you very soon you can't just ignore everybody now the Cole Komet thing is what didn't surprise me if he has no use for Greg Olson he has no use for Cole Komet but how do you ignore Darnell Mooney is my point no I'm I'm with you it's it was almost as if you watched five seconds of 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 Bears uh, preseason and like watched him in the third quarter and has no idea what he's talking about that that's but like I I I guess my part of it's like we're really mad at Mike Mars like we've got some established situation here which Let's be honest, we don't. Uh, so I, I mean, I think Cole Komet's going to have a good year, but Cole Komet to this point, what's the word that we're looking for as to what he's done so far? I don't know. He sucked. That would be the accurate take of what Cole Komet has done to this point. Hasn't had the benefit of anything, but he hasn't been good, right? Uh, we don't need to get into that. You know, <laughs> okay, okay. We, we've Mark. had this discussion before on this show. I don't. I think sucked is uh, pretty strong. He, the guy, still had sixty catches last year on an awful offense. He just needs to score, and then people are going to yeah. change that their notion about him real uh, quickly. Wait, hold on a second. Cole Komet caught sixty balls or last year. Yes, My, it was like sixty-two or something like that. Okay, right? all right, all right, all right. I'm I'm sleeping on that number. Admittedly, I did not think he got the <laughs> I, I did not think he got the sixty. That that's I I I, I call. I apologize to you and, and your family and everybody in Arlington Heights. I th- I would not have guessed sixty. I would I would have thought somewhere in the forties. But okay, okay. And and good point. Well, right. We'd be a little more excited if he was in the end zone a little bit more. That's 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 on me right here. I'll, I I point the thumb. 60 catches on 93 targets last year um, for 612 yards. Of course, the problem was zero touchdowns, which is a completely fair criticism, and he understands that. Carm, what else are you – I know you're in in Ireland. you got all this cool stuff you're doing. What else have you been tracking besides Mike Martz with the Bears when you've been checking in on us a little bit? I, I absolutely love that they are going to play Justin Fields and company close to a half, if not an entire half. I Listen, they have not – they don't deserve to uh, – deserves the wrong word. If you're getting ready for the season, get ready for the season, and let's go old school. This team needs reps. This team needs to get some chemistry going. You can't live terrified of getting injured. It can happen at any point. I'm not saying, you know – willingly run into the middle of the street like that bus right behind me but i i I like how i like how they're going about the third preseason game different nfl right now you you only have three so even though it's the last preseason game there's a as we talked about uh after the last time i was on lots of buses coming through here this is 
you you you've got a lot of time in between games here, so taking advantage of it, I love it, and uh, I have. I have fallen in love with Eberflus. I, I am in love with Matt Eberflus. I'm in love with what's going on. Another bus coming. I don't know why I need to give the play-by-play on that. Uh, but, you know uh, what? We can't hear the buses at all. So unless you're going to get hit by one, we're good. Oh no, no, no! I, I'm in a, I'm in a prime spot. I'm safe. So yeah, I, I, I think that I just, I loved how this, I loved how they went about their business as far as preseason game number three. Preseason, you know, fingers crossed that we don't end up regretting this. It's, it's, it is a risk. But I think it's a it's a calculated fair risk and one that that uh, makes a whole lot of sense for where they're at. All right, what's the coolest thing that you've done? Uh, you've been there for what about forty eight hours now, almost forty eight hours. And um, I, what's the? Yeah, I, I need a Dave and Ted nugget too. So Ted hasn't, and for people that that don't know, Adam used to do sideline for the Cats and. Uh, for whatever reason, he gave up doing that gig to become a football coach in addition to a broadcaster. And I was like, listen, I really, really don't think you should do this because they've got this trip to Dublin coming up in 2022. <laughs> but if you really, but if you are going to give up the gig, I really want to, I hope that it's going to be me going. And I basically had to beg and plead, but they let me come. So uh, Ted arrives on Friday. Uh, Dave and uh, his son Steve have been parading around town. Uh, my highlight is I went to the Dublin Castle yesterday. And let me just say this to all the people. And, Will, I don't know exactly what you like to do with your free time. But all these people that like to do tourist things and, and like, look at paintings and light fixtures from the 16th century as the sirens come, I just don't get it. I don't see what's fun about it. I, I'm, I don't I, – I, I just – maybe you didn't I need like to the castle? Not really. I mean, I, did, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I did it because, you know, that was something like that to say that I could do. And today I went to a park, which I forgot the name of, but it's on my Instagram. Sweet park. Looked at a fountain. There was a castle behind that too. Uh, but you know, I'm, I'm more of a doer. I like, I like to be at an M. O'Brien's, talk to people, get a feel of the culture. Uh, so. That that's maybe I actually I'm not going to apologize for that. I think I think I've been doing good things. But the, the castle was one. And uh, last night we went to whatever establishment it was, but they they had singers and dancers and everything going on up there. And the Wildcats were having so much fun and just getting it up looked, on stage. It looked fun. I saw it on Instagram. I mean, they they really I, I, I don't know what it was. Maybe I'm just getting older here. But I, I was like, I mean, the, I was borderline in tears at how much, like, the, just the coolness of the whole thing. Little, you know, cultures coming together and people, people just sharing. I thought it was sweet. So um, I just think traveling is, 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 a, is a beautiful thing. Uh, and I don't get to do it all that often. So it's been, it's just been cool to be over here. Yeah, look, the trip to London a few years ago was awesome. I went full tourist there for a minute or two. <laughs> but we also experienced our fair share of pubs and uh, and plenty of Guinness. So enjoy that while you're there, too. Uh, give us yeah. a quick breakdown of, of what to expect in this game Saturday, though, between Northwestern and Nebraska. I mean, Northwestern was so bad last year, and uh, Nebraska is a, you know, Scott Frost and company just put it on them uh, the last time these two teams played. So, but there's something, you know, there's also two years ago, the, the Cats were in the Big Ten championship game and they won a bowl game on New Year's Day, which doesn't exactly happen at Northwestern every single day, although it's happened a lot more recently. So 
people are expecting Fitz and company to bounce back, but Northwestern is still searching for a quarterback. Ryan Holinsky is going to be uh, the QB on Saturday. So, uh, listen, it, it, I, I, I would love to see them be competitive. I do think they'll be within the spread, but there is a whole lot of known going on right now with the, with the Wildcats. So I'm hoping they bounce back, but you really got to see a little evidence before any uh, Northwestern excitement can really come to the, to the forefront here, if you will. Carm, I'm going to give you some homework here because it's just yeah. on our screen. The Irish Bears show, our Irish Bears fans that are out there, you got to connect with them somehow. I, I, they got to reach out to you on Twitter. If I was there, that's what I would be doing right now. So uh, they, They've already them. reached they, okay. they, thank you. They've reached out. They gave me a whole list of things. I'm going on a train to some some faraway town tomorrow, which I'm looking forward to. I'm going to see him at the game. Uh, I plan on perhaps uh, getting drunk with them. Not that I do that, but maybe having a Guinness or two after the game on Saturday. So I'm on it. Thank you. Okay. Excellent advice. All right. Uh, have fun out there. Enjoy the enjoy the Guinness factory. That sounds amazing. Uh, yeah. Th thank you for having me. Look forward to getting back when I, when I do and uh, keep killing it. Y'all let's go bears. All right. There he is. Mark Carmen. Follow him on Twitter at the Carm. Great stuff on Instagram. And I'm extremely jealous that he is there right now. I can't believe he's not even enjoying artwork. Like I, I get like, maybe that's not everyone's forte or fancy, but like you gotta appreciate some history and some culture when you're there, especially with some of these older established countries. Cause like we live in such a, you know, an infant one. Uh, ourselves so it's always yeah. i love going back in time and seeing like what was going on in, like medieval times so here's the, here's where i come in on this because i i think i like 90 percent agree with what he was trying to say there um because i i i think experiencing like when you say like experience the culture and stuff like that part of that is actually like going beyond just the classic tourist stuff you, you know what of i mean course. like yeah, like finding I like to find like the spots where the locals hang out, right? That's 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 I think diving a little bit deeper. Um and plus the trips that I'm typically on for work are so quick. There's not a lot of time to do what you gotta do. So like the when the Bears were in London, um that was a night game there, right? And yeah, so we had some time the day of the game, but really, because the Bears didn't go out there till Thursday, which was a giant mistake that Matt Nagy made. Um, then there was a practice Friday. My bags were lost in the middle of it. It was chaos. I didn't really have until Saturday morning to actually go look at stuff, and I just like I knocked out like four things. I got on the tube. I stopped at four different places. I tried to get as much as I could and cram it into like six hours of free time that I had, which probably wasn't even six hours. Like, I felt like I got to experience a lot of London there without actually, you know, going inside and going on tours and spending the money on that type of stuff. No, absolutely. You don't actually get to experience a place unless you, like you said, you go where the locals kind of reside and like their actual vibe. Because when you do the touristy stuff, you just, you're still kind of like gatekeeped away from that actual society. So I understand that as well. Yeah. Of course, when I brought my son to New York in may where i've been a million times we checked off like one world trade center uh central park <laughs> <laughs> yankee stadium uh we did not go do, go to times square brooklyn bridge it's like all the we played the hits a little bit there you go i haven't made yeah. it over to new york yet that actually is something we're debating doing this fall uh the wife has always wanted to go to new york city and Maybe I'll get to go there, and if I do, I'll definitely hit you up for some advice on what to go see and what's worth it.
I love New York. It's I wouldn't want to live there, but I do love going there. Um, and it's grown on me throughout the years, too, because originally I was like very anti-New York. Uh, all right, so you heard Carm mention a little bit about this Mike March stuff. I don't want to spend too much time on it because my – look, I'm going to tell you kind of a personal <laughs> – how this story played out for me personally yesterday, Will. The 33rd team, which is the uh, outlet that Mike Martz actually works for now or does some – some work for he um you know i like the 33rd team what they're doing is pretty cool they have like all these ex-players coaches giving front office guys giving insight that you're really not going to get from people who haven't been in those positions before um so i do read a lot of stuff they do this was sent to me though by somebody over there and my and i'm not gonna lie will i didn't even click on it at first I think it was sent to me in the morning, and I'm like, Mike Martz, I don't care what I just don't care what this he has to say about the Bears. I, and I didn't even click on it. And then um, of course it took fire on Twitter. So enough of it showed up in my timeline. And uh, if you missed what he said, the gist of it, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it now. Fields is a guy that makes a lot of mistakes and is not particularly accurate at times. He's not a quick read and react guy. And he's on a horrendous team. But I don't know if I've seen an offense that bad in talent since the 0-16 Detroit Lions in 2008. They just don't have anybody there. It's a bad football team right now. So he went in hard on the Bears' lack of talent, which was that reference I made um, earlier to how are you not even going to acknowledge, though, that the few guys they do have. I understand that they don't. their depth chart doesn't look like the Kansas City Chiefs or the Los Angeles Rams. Um, but anyway, enough of it caught fire that it became a big enough story, which is why we're talking about it now. And I think for the most part, probably going to dismiss what he had to say. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of why I wanted to bring it up here today because I personally don't give a shit about what Mike Martz has to say here about the Chicago bears in 2022, whether he thinks this is a bad offensive talent. We know it's not great. We've talked about this all off season. We've seen it in the preseason. It's not going to be a top 10 offense this season. I just don't agree with the fact that he believes it's as bad as the 0-16 Lions team. And if memory serves me correctly, like the 2017 Bears, like I think that was much closer to that Lions team than what we're seeing here this year. Because that was, like you talk about our receiving core this year being bad, like that was worse. And I think that's saying something. Who was the uh, wide receiver they traded for in the middle of the season with the Chargers? Inman? Inman. Dontrell Inman. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I'll never forget that trade because they make that trade midseason, seventh round pick. And that week at Hallis Hall, like we're talking to the guy like he's the new star on the team. Yeah. And he kind of was. And it was That's like sad. This is just a really bad situation. Like, how did this happen? Um, and of course he wasn't that impactful, and even though like they made him the starting X receiver right away. And then they went out and signed uh, Allen Robinson in the offseason, which was... And how much much money they spent on Marcus Wheaton for him to catch like two footballs that entire year. It was... That was bad. This Eddie Royal? Was Eddie Royal that year too? Cameron Meredith, Eddie Royal, Dontrell Inman, Marcus Wheaton, uh, Zach Miller at tight end, of course. That was a decent player there at that position. Offensive line was not great as well. Jordan Morgan was up there. It was was bad. Josh Bellamy's catching passes dropping more of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So again, this is still better than that. Now we don't, we're not saying it's going to be good, but it's not, I don't think it's like dire straits nightmare situation. It's just going to be 
uh, a challenging one at that. But third year Darnell Mooney would have been like oh my beyond God. a star on that team. It's kind 100%. of the point. So, um, yeah. I don't know. I didn't think that this warranted as much attention as it got, but because it is a huge topic, I think we wanted to bring it up and tell you why it shouldn't be. <laughs> That's right. Just just ignore it. Just just ignore it. Can we talk about something that I think is going like a little underrated and that should be getting a little bit more buzz from Eddie Jackson this week? Yes, a player who's actually the... on the team. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. What, what you were the one that wanted to bring this up. So what did what did Eddie say that really caught your ear? Just the fact that he's talking about his current, you know, DB's coach being the best one that he's had pretty much like one of his best coaches had in his entire career. And this is a player that's played under Nick Saban in college, went to the NFL, got to learn and have be tutelage under Vic Fangio. And for him to kind of you know talk up Andre Curtis like he did earlier this week, like that really did perk up my ears because I've talked about it earlier in this uh, training camp and preseason that this Eddie Jackson feels much more focused and energized and challenged and that he's really aligning well and meshing with this coaching staff. And for him to praise his positional coach to that degree, I think shows you what kind of staff is in place, how much he respects the coaches that he has. And I don't think he respected the previous regime, which is why he kind of honed it in, phoned it in for a bit. But that's why I just wanted to bring it up because I think if Eddie Jackson believes in his coaching staff and his coach as much as he says he does and believes that they're as good as he says they are, like that should be music to Bears fans' ears instead of like focusing on the negative, what Mike Martz had to say. Like, let's look at the positive here. And Eddie Jackson praising his coaches. And if they're that good, like again, he said the Bears could potentially surprise some people on defense this year. And I, I think he's not too far off base. Yeah. Uh no, I totally agree with you. And and um I, I, and by the way, that is, that is important because I'm not I'm not taking anything off of like any of the blame off of Eddie Jackson. I think you know at this point he has fully admitted that he needs to do more, and I think that this hits principle will bring more out of him than he's had the last couple of years. But it's also fair to say that losing Ed Donatel as a Bears secondary coach hurt Eddie Jackson. That guy made a difference. For a lot yes. of the Bears players, he's one of the better DBs coach coaches in the league. Now he's the Vikings defensive coordinator, by the way. But he left with Vic Fangio, and there's a correlation there. I think part of it was Vic Fangio leaving, that defense leaving, but also Ed Donatel. So for him to come out and say this about Andre Curtis, um, that I, I think it just is more evidence that Eddie Jackson might be in a better place this year, physically, mm -hmm. mentally. And having Jaquan Brisker, hopefully he's back by week one, next to him. Back then he had Adrian Amos, it's very solid, good player next to him. He's kind of lacked that the last couple of years, I think. So there's a lot of things coming together that really all the excuses are off the table now. It's time for Eddie Jackson to produce again, but I think this is a good sign. Um, shout out to to the super $10 super chat from Ian O'Hare, which we really appreciate and agree with. He said, I think Cutler speaks for all of us. Which of course is in reference to the very famous Jay Cutler yelling at the sideline, tell Martz I said F you. Yep. Great moment in Bears history right there. You can really tell we had the right coach for you know what was supposed to be the franchise quarterback. They mesh so well. Yeah. Better moment than um Mike Martz having no use for Greg Olson and shipping away an outstanding tight end to Carolina. Where he enjoyed a great career. But 
uh, maybe we'll see Greg Olson back at Soldier Field this year in the uh, Fox broadcast booth. Probably yeah, not, absolutely. though, because he's on the A-team this year. <laughs> hey, the Bears may get one A-team game out here from Fox. I don't know. We'll see. I, I would love to have Greg Olson be, you know, in the booth at Soldier Field and sharing his thoughts on the Bears. And, you know, he's someone that I got to meet when he was entering his rookie year, and he was so great with all of the fans. And that's I immediately kind of drew to him as well. And my, my mom enjoyed getting him many, have many conversations with him at training camp because we would go like every single day. And they were on a first-name basis, which is so incredible to me. I, I doubt that's still the case after all these years. But, yeah, someone that uh, – after all these years, like I'm still a big fan of, and I, I think I speak for a lot of Bears fans that, you know, we're still a little pissed off at Mike March for that decision, but I think we can digress, move on. I know we have a game to discuss here. There's actually one more preseason game that has, I think, a lot of stakes and implications for, you know, many players on this roster, whether you're a starter or you're fighting for a roster spot. And I can't wait to get to that in a moment. Yeah, we will do that here in a second. But first, I want to tell you, PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until the football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 o'clock Central Time. That's right now if you're watching us live on YouTube. Uh, it's 12 to 1 every single day, new daily offer. Sign up for PointsBet now using the code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September 8th. But that's not it. If you make a $51 or more first-time deposit, you will receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our great web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. Download the PointsBet app today. Use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited-time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right, I'm up next. And uh, like I said, I can barely see my computer screen here in the sunshine. Ooh, this is going so to be interesting. I think I got this the one, though. I read it a few times before I stepped outside. But our next partner has a product that, you know, I've been starting to use a little bit more uh, throughout my weeks. And really, it's just because I didn't have, you know, a lot of time to eat, take all these vitamins. I do want better gut health. Uh, earlier this summer, I was on antibiotics, like, all the time for some ear infections and needed to kind of restore that gut health. Uh, more energy throughout my days. And obviously, I want to optimize that immune system well. And, you know, I've been taking it. I, I do think it tastes decent it's not super healthy it's kind of a mild tropical taste and really what's in this stuff is ag1 and with one delicious scoop of ag1 you absorb 75 high quality vitamins minerals whole food source superfoods probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right this special blend of ingredients supports your gut health your nervous system your immune system your energy recovery focus and aging really all of the things it costs you less than three dollars a day uh, you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than that cold brew habit. I think a cold brew at Starbucks is like $5 now for a grande. Like, that's ridiculous. And Athletic Greens has 7,000 five-star reviews. It's re recommended by professional athletes and trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervasis. So right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every single day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash bears. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash bears to take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
All right, and we should also mention that uh, the summer sale with all of our merchandise at the CHGO Locker is going on now. It's 25% off everything I stocked up yesterday. Uh, we have a couple more coming our way. I think, Will, you're wearing the uh, CHGO Bears shirt right now, actually. I am. Yes, I good. am. I bought one of those for my wife, so that should be coming soon. And um, so all those shirts, if you haven't already gotten those yet, Go get them now. 25% off. And if you see us out anywhere, wear them. I saw, I, I was, it was awesome seeing a few of those at Bears training camp. Yes, it was. Yes. Uh, when we were there and appreciate those of those of you who are wearing them, they were like, oh, and then you showed me your shirt. Oh, sweet. We appreciate that at CHGO. All right. Um, let's talk about this game, Will. There, I, I hate hyping up preseason games and, they, and I don't want to do that. But when you're in the position the Bears are in, I do think there are some legitimate things that matter in this game. And another reason why I think we're both happy to see um, that the starters are going to play a half. Actually, I want to throw a question at you too, before we even dive into this game, because you and I, you filled in on Tuesday and we were doing the show as we learned that Iberfus was going to play the starters and it was going to be a mock game week and all of that. When I went over then to Hallis, that was an extremely physical practice what did you what was your reaction when you heard that from those of us who are at practice and reporting on it that for a, a quote-unquote game week practice pads were on and they I mean they were popping that was they were going after each other will in, on Tuesday see see the smile on my face that gets me very happy uh, just to hear that yet again because it's not really that big of a surprise. This is a very hard coach team. We, you know, they got the penalty back in OTAs for practicing a little bit too physically. And we've all looked at training camp, and I don't think it ever reached that level of physicality that I thought it would under Ibraflus. And, you know, there was that ramp up period. And now it's time. Like we're in the official season preparation stage where we're going to simulate what a game week's going to look like. And if it's going to be this physical, I know the injury list is long. And, I, you know, that's probably part of it as well. But, I like it. I like that they're going to still keep up that intensity throughout the regular season if that physicality kind of does carry over like I would expect it to. And if they're going to practice hard like that, they're going to play hard and they're practicing like they want to play. And that's, to me, still a breath of fresh air compared to the previous regime where things are a little bit more lax and loose and relaxed. And they're not going to be able to, you know, take it easy. They're going to, they can't rest at all. It's just go, go, go. And I, I think it's going to bode well for this bears team, really callous them and get them playing and firing on all cylinders come game day. Yeah. I think it's, I, I think it's something that's going to pay off in the end. You got to be careful with it. And you know, if mm -hmm. this is mid November, maybe it's a different discussion, but uh, right now I do like it. Okay. Who, who are some of uh, the players that you think have a lot to gain Saturday in Cleveland so many I'm trying to brush the spider off of me outside that was a little scary uh have having a friend crawl up my leg I thought it was like the wind it was not it was a nice little spider uh but I think there's a lot of players that can benefit from this game and honestly even just looking at the starters Justin Fields has so much that he can gain from this game I know a lot of Bears fans are talking about what happened in Cleveland last year during his debut and how that can impact someone's psyche so having a good game on the field where you got beaten and battered behind a you know a porous offensive line and a, honestly a terrible game plan I think could do a lot of good for him in this game if he can play well for a half that's going to allow him to gain confidence in himself this offense in general, hopefully his wide receivers, that's needed. 
and perhaps most importantly, that offensive line in front of him. He's only been out there for a few series this preseason, and he's had to run for his life a little bit. So I think if Justin Fields can put together a good game and the supporting cast around him can step up, that should do a lot of good for everybody's confidence heading into week one. So Justin, to me, is number one. Uh, Roquan, just in general, just knocking off that rust, getting into game shape. Uh, outside of the, obviously getting experience in this defense, playing alongside Nicholas Morrow in a game. Those are the things that I'm looking for. Uh, and then another one, too. I mean, the obvious ones are Tevin Jenkins, Larry Borum. Uh, but Kyler Gordon, I think a good performance can really help him and his mindset a lot. He was a lot of fun to watch last week uh, as well, going after quarterbacks, uh, getting in around tackles. But I thought, I thought he was a little shaky at times, which, again, professional debut, that's bound to happen especially for a cornerback, but for him to have a good performance, whether it's when he's outside or if once they bump him inside, I think getting that confidence now and knocking off maybe any reservations here in this preseason finale can really get him fired up and ready for game day come week one. So those are just a few guys. What about you, Adam? Like who's on your list of players that can benefit or gain a lot from this preseason finale? Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny when we talk about Justin Fields right now, I, I don't think that, Let's see if this makes sense as it comes out of my mouth. I don't think that individually there's too much for him to gain or lose just from this game. But I do think for the offense as a whole that you getting more yards and not only that, but scoring a touchdown could carry some weight. And, and, all, and you know what? If it doesn't happen, I think that's not the end of the world either. But in more so of of looking at it microscopically on a quarterback in a preseason game. I, I just think it's more about continuing these stepping stones with this offense, um, especially in a week where, you know, as much as I've talked about the physicality of that Tuesday practice, Fields really didn't look that great that day either. So, you know, he struggled against the defense. And, and so and there's going to be days like that. There, I talked about that yesterday. Um, so just to see it continue to, come through in games though. And I think you're going to see a little bit more schemed up. I think you're, I, I think the bears have done a little bit more game planning um, for their opponent this week. Then you pretty much don't see that at all in the preseason, usually until the so-called dress rehearsal. Um, so I, I, I think that's all a good thing, but now you want to feel good about some results at the same time. Um, to give you that confidence that as you do the same process for what actually matters against the 49ers, you're you're going to feel that confidence is everything, Will. I mean, it really mm -hmm. makes a big difference. And and if you can get this offense to continue to move forward and have some success Saturday night, well, now if you're Justin, think, think about if you're Justin Fields, that you're, you're going, okay, I'm back healthy. I'm in a better scheme. This offense is working better than it did last year. And oh, by the way, my week one opponent, May have been my best game last year, right? It's it's you could pick between the Steelers game or the 49ers game. They were both probably right there, his two best performances. So I just think that you might feel a little bit more confidence then at that point. So um, it's not so much fields in a microscope as much as it's, I just want to see the offense continue to look better. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually the goal I put down for the offense this week. The starting offense. I would like to see them score a touchdown, and it's just a natural progression on how this preseason has gone, right? They did not score against the Chiefs. Then they got the field goal last week. 
So you may as well take that next step and punch it in and get seven. And I think, well, six, you have to also get the extra point. But I think people got what I was going for there. But still, they have a whole half to work with. So if they do not score, I understand what you were saying. Like, it's not the end of the world. It is only preseason. But if you have a whole half and you're game planning and you can't find a way to get at least one touchdown, I would start to have some doubts uh, as a player on this team. Like, oh, boy, like how far off actually are we? And I know they keep talking about that. They feel like they're progressing well, but if they don't score, I think that can hurt that. But if they do find a way to score once, heck, twice would be pretty awesome to see that. I think it will go a long way towards instilling and solidifying that confidence that has been building. And like you said, confidence is everything. So that actually is a goal that I have for this unit. Like, let's find a way to get some points in there. Let's get on this as well. Just feel good about this entering this first week. And if they do, I think, it could mean, you know, it could be the difference of a win or a loss week one, quite frankly, if confidence is as important as we're thinking it is here right now. You know, individually on the offensive side, I, I think in in terms of positions that I actually do think matter, I think Braxton Jones, Tavin Jenkins, uh, Larry Borum, all three of them have an opportunity to just cement themselves as starters in their mm-hmm. role. Um, and those are ones that I actually do think, okay, individually – those performances matter. I think wide receiver wise, the only thing that confuses me with wide receivers is I don't, I don't know who's available, who's playing, who's not playing, who, because if it's just like, if Tajay Sharp's not playing, uh, we know Equinemius St. Brown will be playing. That's another one where it's like, okay, same thing with Justin. I don't, if, if, if EQ doesn't necessarily make plays or doesn't get catches, it's probably not going to impact him lining up week one, most likely as a starter. But I'd feel a hell of a lot better about that if we see him make a play. This is guy. This is guy whose career is defined by oozing with talent and size, but not actually producing on game day. Yep. Yep. That's a really good point. We've said it. We have not seen a lot out of him in a game. We've only seen it in practice. And there are those players who can perform well in practice, but come a game day, like they just can't step up to the plate. And hopefully that's not EQ. I don't expect it to be, but to instill confidence, I think the fan base, like if they, if he wants them to get behind him, like actually performing would be great. Same thing with Bayless Jones Jr. I know he hasn't practiced. We don't know about his availability, but only one catch and four yards in a preseason. Everyone knows like I'm still high in this kid and I will remain to be, even if he doesn't play or even show out in this preseason finale. But I still would like to see him build a little chemistry with Justin Fields, get acclimated in this offense. There's no reason to hide him at this point. Like you're not going to show anything in this game. That's going to ruin your game plan for week one against the 49ers with Bayless Jones jr. So getting him involved, if he plays is on my list as well of things I would like to see. It's just like you said, who the hell is going to actually line up at wide receiver? Uh, I don't know. And if it's not Bayless and it's only EQ and maybe a little Darnell Mooney, it's still like you, that's not the best situation for Justin to be throwing to other guys that he may not be throwing to week one, two health permitting. So there's a lot here when it comes to receiver position. That's not great. And you highlighted that in your newsletter. The whole yeah. bears things. Oh uh, yeah. It's the, yeah. Which yeah, you can get uh, by being a member at all chgo.com. Uh, all right. Well, um, we have to take our final break here real quick and uh, have you tell us about FOCO, but then we will sneak in a few questions here. We're going to be off a little bit earlier than normal today because I have to run over to Hallis Hall. They got an earlier practice. Um, yeah. So we will do that. But why don't you tell us about FOCO? 
Yeah, I got you covered. So Chicago, you've already got the best coverage for your favorite teams. You know that. So getting fitted out in the best sports gear around, FOCO got you covered from Soldier Field to the front room north or south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between, even Nick's Crocs. Get decked out like Damar with apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, FOCO. Looking for the perfect gift for the football fan in your life? Or maybe that's just you. FOCO's got you covered with hoodies to fight that Lake Michigan breeze, which, by the way, I feel like I need that right now. It is smoking out right now. It's so hot. Check out FOCO.com or click the link in the description below for all non-pre-sale items. Use promo code CHGO and that will unlock 10% off for you. And Adam, over to you to wrap the show up. Well, I want to give a shout out to Alex Flores real quick. A fun comment. He said, uh, wow, just came in. Hogue got Tom Cruise to talk about Maverick today. That's I right. I guess so. I guess so. Good morning, aviators. Um, I could do a whole show on Top Gun Maverick if you wanted me to, but we'll, we'll save we'll save that for uh, maybe the offseason. Um uh, we'll we'll take some time here to uh, slip in some questions in, before we get out of here. A couple before we leave. Um, so if you want to throw some of those up on the screen, we can. Uh, Ninos asks, who's better, 2021 Bears in the preseason or 2022 Bears in the preseason? Ooh, I like what I've seen this year. Again, preseason, I'm not looking at results. I don't care about wins or losses, points scored, anything like that. I'm just looking at the product on the field and – how these guys are playing. I feel like this group this year, I have seen better focus, better intensity, and overall just a better product uh, from a football you know, team perspective as well. So I'd say this year's preseason Bears team has been better, which I would expect to hopefully translate to the regular season, but we'll get there in due time. Yeah, uh, this is easy for me. The uh, quarterback who's actually going to be the quarterback is playing. <gasps> so uh, that's a concept that we're not used to here with Chicago Bears. So, yeah, 2022, without a doubt. Uh, Matt asks, where do you rank the Bears overall in the league? That's a great it, it, question. Here's what I'll say now, and I think, look, we still have some time. We're going to have a whole show, basically a in-between week next week where we're preseason's over, but we're not quite in a week one yet. So I think we're going to have more time to kind of break down some big picture things like uh, I actually want to do some fantasy football stuff, but probably revisit where we thought this team was at before training camp compared to where we think they are now. But I'm going to say this and, and maybe it's going to blow it, um, you know, be a spoiler alert. Everything I've said in the off season about how I think this team will surprise some people. And when I say that, I'm saying, Again, I feel like I have to throw this caveat every time. I'm not saying they make the playoffs or anything. I'm just saying everyone who thinks they're going to like a four, three win, three win team. Um, I'm sticking with the over. That's six and a half, which, by the way, has dropped to five and a half. So if you want even more value, there you go. Um, so I, somewhere around a seven, eight win team, which puts you sort of in the middle of the league, probably a little bit on the back half, maybe. But um, I just think the. The fact that they've got the buy-in, they are going to be more fundamentally sound. They're going to play hard. They're going to run hard. That's going to keep them in games, and they're going to steal some games because of it. Yeah, and they're going to practice hard, as you've already mentioned, uh, and that's all going to translate to the field. So like you, middle of the pack, I'm slightly more optimistic. I think we all know that, so I'll say maybe not. More, I'll say more the middle than the back end, and we'll go from there. But, yeah, I'd hammer the over right now at five and a half. There's no way they 
win less than six games. That's right. No way. The schedule's easier than people think, too. Yeah, that's the thing that doesn't get talked uh, nope. enough about. All right, all right, last question before we get out of here. What's your prediction for Cole Komet this season? Yards touched? That's 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 a great question. So you're putting us on a spot here because I haven't really thought about this. Um, maybe we'll give him more of an in-depth answer next week when we talk some fantasy football because um, Cole Komet should be somebody who you sort of keep in your plans, I think. He had 60 catches last year on 93 targets for 612 yards. I I don't see any scenario in which it's less than that, barring injury, of course. But yeah, he's he. What do we think is realistic? Eighty catches. Well, <laughs> if these wider if this wide receiver room's not going to shape out, the ball's going to have to go somewhere. I'm saying about seventy five for almost seven fifty and four to five touchdowns. And if he can do something like that this season, he's going to have to step up in the red zone. I strongly believe it. I, and I also believe that he will. So that's where I would put it. And that may be you know, slightly optimistic, but I'm drinking that glass half, looking at that glass half full today and drinking a little bit of that Kool-Aid. Okay. Um, I've My comp for him has always been Kyle Rudolph. I think he's going to be relied on a little bit, you know, even more than Kyle ever was, honestly. Um, the the thing where the comps by year kind of falls off is because Kyle Rudolph dealt with injuries in year three and year four, so the, the production is not quite going to line up the same. So I'm going to go – I'm going to give you um, Kyle Rudolph's best season, at least in terms of production. It was 2016. He had 83 catches – 840 yards and seven touchdowns. I might drop that touchdown number more like six. Someone's got to catch something this year, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't, so those numbers I just read off, probably optimistic, but I think are in the realm of possibility, especially because he's, we, you're, they're going to have to rely on him. Like they're just going to have to target share which is something we talk about in fantasy football is going to be there for Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Whether you, I mean, Mike Martz isn't drafting them though. We know that. <laughs> nope. He doesn't, he doesn't need a tight end. All they do is block and you're going to have your quarterback take seven step drops. Mike, see, Mike, nowhere. Mike Martz plays in a tight end list league. You know, they just don't even, they don't even use the tight end position in his fantasy league. Did you know that? You know, I did not know that, but it makes so much sense. I don't know why I didn't even expect that out of mic whatsoever. All right. We need to get out of here. Uh, hey, appreciate real quick, Adam. Yeah. Could I just real quick? Uh, I know we focus heavily on the offense for this game. I just have two quick points on defense. I'll let you wrap up. Number one with Roquan in this game. Uh, I just want to see him boost this defense on Saturday. Like he didn't practice like that immediate boost. Give that swag back to the rest of the unit. Like they know like their best players back in the field. I want to see that come through on Saturday. And I want to see a takeaway from the starting unit. They haven't done that yet. Uh, and I know that's been a, been a big emphasis. So Roquan coming back, giving a boost and let that lead to a takeaway from the starting unit or just some things that I'm hoping to see on Saturday. But go ahead. Uh, no, fair enough. Makes sense. All right, we're going to get out of here. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue. At Will DeWitt, the L's are ones in there. Appreciate Mark Carmen joining us from Ireland. If you came in late to the show, make sure you go back and check that out. There were buses. There were sirens. There was beer. There was whiskey. There was, uh, what else was there? So much. 
And a lot happened there with Mark Carmen. We appreciate him joining us, and uh, I'm glad he's out there having a good time. Northwestern and Nebraska play Saturday. A little doubleheader. You got Northwestern in Dublin earlier in the day, and then you get the Bears game at night in Cleveland. Don't forget, yeah. we will have you covered. The CHGO Bears postgame show right after the game. No pregame this week, but postgame right after the game. We'll have you covered all the reaction from what the starters do, uh, and then we will finally be into regular season mode, which I'm really looking forward to cut downs coming next week, final roster. Although I think this is going to be a roster that's in flux, but we'll have it all covered for you here on CHGO and at all CHGO.com. Thanks everybody for watching, listening, please hit subscribe, hit that like button, rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you guys so much and please tune in Saturday night. CHGO bears post game. Talk to you then.